welcome to Level with Emily. This is music by Eric Desiderio for Last Epoch. It's an action RPG from 11th Hour Games. Last Epoch has been in early access for quite a while, and Eric is busy filling in the music. Four plus hours of music, to be exact. He used the Scandinavian instrument called the Tegelharpa. He used the fretless bass in a great way, and you'll hear him talk about other instruments and techniques he used. You can watch our conversation on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. This is something new we're doing since everybody's using Zoom now. We're starting to just record our conversations. Uh, We never were on video before. We just always did audio interviews, and now everybody's just so used to being on video. It just seemed like it would work out well to share those with you. So we're not adding music to the YouTube um, uh, chats, so there'll be... Uh, less edited versions of this actual podcast, but nonetheless, they're fun to check out over at the Level with Emily YouTube channel. Here's Eric. The game is called Last Epoch, and it's an action RPG where it relies heavily on time travel. So if you can imagine Back to the Future meets Game of Thrones, that's sort of where we're coming from with this. <laughs> and uh, it's really fun because like you'll be talking to a character in one era and then in another era, they're like this big mutated creature that you're fighting as a boss battle. And then you're like, how did this happen? And, and, and there's a lot of blanks that get filled in as you go through the adventure and as you, you discover more. And you find out pretty early on, so I'm not giving away a serious plot point, that like basically the world is becoming ruined and these creatures from the void that have basically taken over all of humanity. And it's up to you to go back in time and right all the wrongs and figure out how to save the world. Uh, so the game is divided up into basically four different eras. And one of the eras, which is the ancient era, is a very Viking-like sort of primitive era where there's not much technology going on. So that's uh, sort of where I, I came at the theme from because that that's a lot of your early experience in the game is playing in this ancient era. So the theme kind of is a Viking-influenced theme, I, I should say. But it's, it's a wonderful game, and I've been uh, working with the team since February. And it's really fascinating because... It's a totally remote game studio. So if you can imagine, there's people from all over the world working on this game. And uh, they came out with a map recently, uh, like on the website. It was like where everyone lives and and works. And, you know, there's people from Brazil, people from Europe. I talked to a Scottish guy today, uh, you know, and then there's a guy in Australia where it's like a little tricky with the time periods and stuff because of like everyone's trying to convene. But since it started in Texas, uh, we basically kind of like coalesce around that time zone and (laughs) and (laughs) try to make it work. talked about you know kind of having like a viking influence for the main theme and i love how really just 
you know, the plucked instruments and dulcimer and bells and just kind of folk type uh, sound as well for the soundtrack. So talk a little bit about that style. Sure. Uh, so the with the theme, uh, there's a lot of taggle harp on it, which is a, an ancient uh, instrument from Scandinavia. And it's got three strings and you play it with a bow and it has a sort of a box-like shape. It's very square, sort of rectangular. And uh, so it makes it a little harder to rock out on it because, <laughs> you know, you're trying to like put it in your lap and hold on to it and stuff. Or like, you know, guitar just kind of sits there in your lap and it feels really natural. Yeah. This is like, it, it took me a while to get used to it. And uh, the strings are, are they, well, they look like twine. I think they're technically nylon, but it's very coarse looking. So if you look at it, uh, you know, just imagine a piece of twine with like little bits of it kind of spindly coming off of it. Well, at least the, the taggle harp that I'm playing is like that. And uh, you play with this bow that, you know, it's horsehair bow and you have to use rosin. And I, I went to, when I went to college, I was an upright bass major. So I felt like, hey, this is this should be easy for me to pick up. Yeah. And it was a lot easier than if I hadn't played it like a stringed instrument, like a bowed stringed instrument before. But it's still it was like there's a lot to get used to. And the way you hold the bow is different. And uh, I had to practice it a lot in order to like be able to play taggle harpa on it. And the the tuning, you know, you tune it like between takes. <laughs> it's like really? it's, by the end of the take, it's out of tune. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those kind of things. Yeah. So, so how did you stumble across that instrument to, as the choice there? Uh, well, I, I was just doing research on ancient folk instruments. Mm. And uh, there's a band called uh, Varjuna. And uh, they did a lot of music for the Vikings soundtrack, like like the the TV show Vikings on yeah. uh, I think it's on National Geographic. And uh, the the main guy from from that band plays the taggle harp, but he's got like a giant like beefy rock star taggle harp. I'm playing a small <laughs> one like this, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but like one of my friends had a taggle harp, so I, I borrowed it from him and just was like, okay, I'm going to get into this and really like figure out how to play it. Uh, but of course, early on, like when you're just trying to sketch out the song, you, I, I use like a virtual instrument taggle harp, which you can, you know, play piano, play the notes on the keyboard. Okay. And then it plays back a recording of a dude playing the taggle harp. Uh, and then, you know, I, I kind of worked it out and sketched it out like that. And then I figured out how to play all those parts on the actual instrument. <laughs> and there's no fretboard, right? So it's not yeah. like you're push, pushing a string down onto a piece of wood. You're just holding the pushing the note down with your finger <laughs> yeah. and your finger is the fret, right? Yeah. So you can totally play it out of tune very easily yeah. and not get a good sound. So it's it, it was really tricky to, to figure out and, and get a good sound. But it sounds really interesting. I mean, it, like if you play it slowly, like the long notes, it sounds like a door that's creaking open almost. It has this weird old ancient sound. And then with the theme, uh, I'll, there's these big hits that uh, and for those uh, it's a lot of open strings on the taggle harp where you're not, you know, you're not fingering a note. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the strings are resonating by themselves playing those, those notes. And that cuts through in this sort of like upper mid range, scratchy, like weird ancient sound. And then I had the cello player also play basically the same part, but an octave lower with open strings, like two two strings at the same time, playing mm -hmm. these chords, which you don't really do that on cello much. It's it, people they want to 
push a note down so that they can make it sound more refined and, and put a little vibrato into it, right? Mm-hmm. But with the open strings, it sounds it sounds more raw and like visceral. Yeah. And it sounds less refined, right? The refinement yeah. I feel like is it comes from like the the play using vibrato and, and mm-hmm. everything. So the tagle harpa playing a like sort of this higher part and then the cello filling in the bottom with these open chords, open strings. And then there's a djembe that I was playing for like the real oh. low part to like boom, 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 to give it the, <laughs> the percussive, the boom at the bottom. Fun. Uh, and so in, in the theme, you hear that a lot. And then we also had the vocalists sing on top of that. And they're singing Fjord Uld, which is in Old Norse, <laughs> it means ancient era, which is one of the eras of the game. So. Okay. Like I was trying to tie in like the the different eras of the game into the uh, into the soundtrack, so it, it would be kind of fun for people that get really into it and they like they they want to investigate more about the music and more about the game. It sort of adds another layer of of interest to the game. When you change times or when, you know, when players time travel, you know, uh-huh. you mentioned Back to the Future, which of course makes me think of the 80s. Sure. <laughs> but all the music that I heard from you follows this older style, the folk kind of with these, you know, strings and, and things like that. So, um, and not necessarily orchestral, but there's uh, there's some string playing in there too. But um, are there stylistic shifts then to the to the more modern times, musically speaking? Absolutely. And that's something that we're, we're investigating right now is, is we're trying to give each era, there's four different eras, we're trying to give each era a different sound. Mm-hmm. So like the, you know, the ancient era is, is more of a Viking sound and uh, more of these primitive instruments, lots of percussion, lots of stuff that people could play with, with a very small amount of technology. And then as the ages progress and the technology changes, uh, then the the sound of the, the music is is going to change as well. And so the next era is the divine era. And that visually has has a, a look that's more like Greek and Roman. I, I could you could say, but you know, last epoch version of Greek and Roman. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and and so then we're we're uh, that's a lot of what we're doing now is we're working out how the different uh, eras are sounding. So a lot of the music I sent to you was was um, from this this era. And is from this the most recent expansion, which is the Sands of Majasa. That era has a lot of plucked instruments, and I put uh, reverb on on the the instruments to make them have a sort of a delay and a, like a repeating effect. There's like there's a an echo sound to a lot of these instruments. Oh, cool! So it plucks it once, plung, plung, plung. and then I was able to make cool like rhythms out of those the the delay sound out of the echoes, sure. which sort of uh, layered on top of the percussion and all the different instruments to have like this interesting uh, sound that that uh, sort of pulled it all together, like with the with the echo, and that became like a sort of featured part of of that era. Hmm. And then there's other eras. There's like an era with with all of these um, undead creatures, 
And that's the, the imperial era. And that's the next era that, that happens chronologically after the, uh, the divine era. Mm-hmm. And then the ruined era is at the very end where the last dregs of humanity are, are just holding on to the, the, to this world. And they're just trying to, to survive and, and trying to, you know, send you back in time to try mm-hmm. to fix everything, all the stuff that went wrong. <laughs> and so we're, you know, this, this game is still in early access. So that's a lot of the process we're going through now is like figuring out how to refine the music that's in there and trying to like coalesce around these different sound for each era, which is really exciting. It's a really fun part of the process that we're doing right now. And, and the cool part is like, we're, we're still trying to make everything sound like the last epoch and trying to weave parts yeah. of this theme into the different eras. But like, you know, how do we, how do we weave this theme into an era where the, the instruments are so different? You yeah. know, it's, it's just the melodies, the rhythms, and there are all these different things that, that we're playing around with to try to figure out how to, to um, really pinpoint each era and get the sound of, of each era and coalesce it. Yeah. So talk to me about then the, um, it's Majelka or Majasa, Majasa, which one's the, the new expansion? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. (laughs) So the the new expansion is the Sands of Majasa. Majasa. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So talk to, cause you sent me some of those tracks too. And I really liked, I really liked that. So talk about, you know, like the temple of Majasa and stuff like that. So the temple of Majasa is, uh, a, a temple in the middle of the sand and there's cities that are uh, surround it. And the Sands of Majasa is, is an expansion based on basically giant snakes. Mm-hmm. So they're the, the creatures that you're fighting most of the time and you're interacting with are snakes. And they have uh, these vessel maidens that they use to store their life force and impart their life force on others so they can basically be live forever. Hmm. So, you know, how do you make music sound like snakes? <laughs> you know, how do you, <laughs> how do you, evoke that with people mm-hmm. uh well so i guess the temple of majasa is probably the track we should look at and that has a lot of uh it's, it's a very intense track because you're going in the middle of this temple to fight the big boss at the end mm-hmm. and uh who is a giant snake and <laughs> of course <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so the the music is like super dramatic it's heavy it's got uh these strings that are are have these descending patterns that at the beginning and it's just supposed to fill you with a feeling of intense dread and uh despair because it's this giant temple and you go through all these different levels of it and the the creatures of course get harder and more difficult to fight the further you get into it until you fight you know the boss at the end Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of strings that that are playing tense textures that are sort of trying to evoke the feeling that you feel when you when you feel see a snake, like I, I feel the hair stand up on my arms and yeah. like back of my neck and uh, the strings, I feel like a lot of times are, are a good way to evoke that sort of like you, you feel that in horror movies a lot of the time. Yes. And so that's, that's a, a strong way of, um, of evoking like a very visceral emotion from a player. Mm-hmm. 
and also, uh, I was going to say, on the way to the temple, you fly on the back of an eagle. And so yeah. that's another cue that I sent you. Yes. So that one is it, really interesting. Like you, you make a deal with one of the characters in the game and everyone gets on the back of this eagle and you end up fighting all these creatures, these uh, small uh, bird-like people that fly onto the eagle's back as you fight them off. And with that one, the, the instrumentation is a little different because I felt like I wanted to capture the, the feeling of flying through the air. And I, I felt like the woodwinds playing these flurries on top mm-hmm. of the, the more action-oriented music helped give a feeling of flying through the air and uh, this feeling of adventure and excitement as you're approaching the Temple of Majasa. And so the, the, the woodwinds, I felt like, really captured that. And then halfway through your flight, there's a, a ballista on the ground that fires a giant arrow that skewers the the eagle that you're flying oh, no. on the back of, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a federal and crime. As if it should be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so as the eagle plummets to the earth, there's more uh, woodwind flurries and excitement that happens there. And that that happens about halfway through the queue. Like we, so cool. you're fighting... And then the music switches when the after you beat all the, the enemies, and then the mm-hmm. eagle gets skewered. I feel like that's one of the the highlights of that whole uh, chapter is is this flight on the back of the eagle on the way to the the uh, temple. It's always very exciting for me every time I play it. I, just, <laughs> I, I look forward to that scene. I also love Crystal Mines. Can you talk to me about Crystal Mines? Sure. So there's a, uh, a cave area on one of the levels where you explore through there. And as you're exploring, um, you fight a lot of fung- fungus creatures that are, they, they come to life and they attack you. But at first, the, the beginning of the track has you in a more explorative manner and you're exploring through all these caves there's stalactites and there's glowing crystals and for that one i used a lot of sounds that i played on a instrument mm-hmm. which is a crazy midi instrument i guess for someone that's watching this i can lift it up yeah yeah here. it's like it looks like this <laughs> it's got all <laughs> sorts of crazy lights and these pads that you play on yeah. uh, are sort of uh, you can have them arrayed however you want, but this is sort of arrayed like a, a guitar fingerboard. But as you play the pads, like you can get these different sounds and different textures from them. And that's uh, sort of what I use as the background of the track. sound very percussive they still fit with with the whole feeling of the game and of that era uh but there's something about playing on a different instrument that you're not that familiar with that has like a level of mystery to it 
mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Like if I play piano, like I, I know where all the notes are. I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But with this, it, it sort of puts you in a different frame of mind mm-hmm. and it, it makes you sort of go down different paths as you're, as you're writing music, right? Mm-hmm. And then just the tactile nature of, of hitting these pads in a certain way I feel like makes you write a different way also than if you're playing a, a stringed instrument or if you're playing a piano. So a lot of times in order to get out of my head and to try to explore new territory, I'll try to pick up a do, new instrument or a new way of, of recording. And uh, and then that leads me down different paths and I explore things that I, I wouldn't have explored ordinarily. So sure. yeah, the beginning of that is the instrument, And then <laughs> also in there is the fretless bass which is my one of my favorite instruments. Yeah. And it has such an evocative sound. Yeah. And so the electric bass was invented, you know, I think in the 50s. And then uh, along the lines, people started pulling out the frets. Such a weird you know? choice. And I'm so glad they did it. <laughs> I'm so glad they did it. <laughs> yeah. And you would think it would still just sound like a bass, but it doesn't. It sounds like a, a new instrument almost. Yeah. And it has this, this really warm, woody interesting feeling to it yeah. where, cause the, the strings are directly touching the wood of the, the fingerboard instead of a fret where the fret has a different sound. Mm-hmm. And like Jaco Pastorius is a famous fretless electric bass player and he's a jazz guy. There's a lot of jazz guys used it, but mm-hmm. it sounds great on, on like interesting uh, ethereal soundtracks where, where you don't want people to necessarily know where the instrument is from like where did this what is that like it has this kind of otherworldly sound to it you put enough reverb on it and everything it sounds it makes it sound really cool I never would have picked out that that was fretless bass. So what are some of the other instruments that you snuck in there in that way? Because I'm sure there are a lot of, um, you know, instruments that you played yourself to, to make all these sounds. So what what else did you do? Uh, so besides the instrument and the fretless bass, uh, I have some charango on that. And the oh, charango cool. yeah. is, uh, yeah, it's, so it's an instrument from the Andes and it has, uh, has 10 strings. And I have to like, it's another one of these instruments that you kind of have to tune it up between takes because <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it is, it goes mm-hmm. out of tune. Um, and it, it's it's like a small guitar. It's, it's about um, the size of a shoebox. And the strings are all doubled. So that means that like when you play one note, you're actually playing the same note twice because you're playing two strings at the same time each time you play a note. Uh, and that's just kind of how this the instrument is laid out, and so it gives it this this kind of weird, chimey, folksy sound to it that that these doubled strings give you that that you just don't have on other instruments. It makes it a little more difficult to play because you're you're really playing two two notes at the same time. Yeah. But the way the spacing is is it it's, 
it's not quite that difficult. But it gives it this this interesting sound that that sounds exotic, but also very difficult to place. And with the um, the trongo, it's it's like you play chords mostly with it, or you can play single notes with it too. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a bit of both in there in, in that track. How about the rest of the soundtrack in general? Like, what are some of the other acoustic instruments that you used? Uh, so there's a bit of twelve string acoustic guitar which is similar to the trongo and that it has these these doubled strings mm-hmm. and that uh i i played um for a couple of the tracks and that also a lot of times i would put the reverb on that and the delay in order to give it that that fuller sound that keeps repeating and there's some oud for uh the majasa Sweet. tracks which is great it's a middle eastern instrument so it, it evokes a little bit of the Middle Eastern sound, and you know we're talking about sandy areas. It's not mm-hmm. too far of a of a stretch to have some like Middle Eastern instruments in there. And I feel like they often evoke a uh, a desert kind of feeling anyway, just because mm-hmm. we have that association in our mind with yeah. those instruments. And then you sent me one other track. You're like, you had sent me a bunch. And then you're like, I forgot to send you my favorite track. So <laughs> yeah. we got to give some uh, some time to that particular track. Because I don't even know the name of that one. It just says Full Final Mastered. Oh, my. okay. So that, <laughs> that one is the Majelka Way Station. Oh, cool. And you travel uh, to all these different areas. And then they have these way stations, which are uh, different sort of hubs that can take you to different areas. And uh, with the Majelka way station, it, it will take you to Majelka. And that one has a more just a or- orchestral sound to it. But this is one of the earliest tracks I wrote for the game. Mm-hmm. And it's a very mellow area. Like there's no battles. It's it's more of like the, the plot of the game is unfolding. And somehow when I was writing it, I, you know, you have these moments where like, oh, I, that's, I don't remember how that came about and like wh- what your brain was thinking at the time when you wrote it. <laughs> but then you're really happy about it like afterwards. <laughs> and you're like, wow, I, you know, where did that come from? So that I think that's th- that track for me. Maybe other people might not like it as much because it, it's not as action oriented and mm. it's more like uh, thoughtful and, and moody track. But for me, I, I feel like it it really transports me to another place, and just just the how the the track came about is kind of mysterious because like I I, I mean I kind of remember writing it, but it, <laughs> it, it it's in this part of my brain that somehow I was accessed when I was into it, and and I hope I get back to that part of my brain again because I liked it. The game itself has such a grand scope, right? Um, talk about how much music you've written, how much more you think. I, I mean, that might be a hard question to answer, but you can at least address how much you've written so far. Sure. Yeah, I've written about an hour of music so far since February, mm. and the game is going to 
have probably about four hours of music when all is said and done. access now. It's been in early access for quite some time, right? Or several months at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I think of like a year and a half. And um, so all of the different areas have that are going to be in launch are already there, but we're just in the process of, of making everything better. Yeah, So the, cool. this, the plot of it might change a bit, but the different locations and, and the overall feeling of the game is going to be there. So people yeah. are playing it, right? And then they get an update and then, hey, these graphics look different. Oh, these creatures are here that weren't here before. <laughs> Things are just constantly being like reworked and changed around until until the final launch when we're pretty much locking it in place. So it's it's been this interesting process of seeing the game evolve. It's very different from just buying a game and playing it when it's all finished. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, this is what we see is what we get. This is it, you know? This yeah. is sort of like you play it one one time, then you might play it a month later and things are different and things are not sure. where they were before. Yeah. So as developers, it's great. So we, we get to keep working on it and uh, we get feedback from the players and from the fan base and they help guide w- what things are happening in the game. If people really like a certain thing, then, you know, that influences the way we design it. And so it, it's been a really, yeah, it's been a really interesting process. It's very different from just yeah. making a game and putting it out there. So I then I imagine you're kind of working through you personally, Eric, are working through the, with new music based off of each era. You're not doing all of them at once, right? You're kind of like, I'll do this section and then we'll do this section. Yeah. So, yeah. A big part of it is trying to figure out what makes the divine era sound like the divine era. Yep. What instruments are being used in the divine era? Like what what can we mm-hmm. use to help capture the visuals? with the music and what what has the best symbiosis between the visuals and the music and the best complementary sounds for for this area in this this era. And you mentioned you played it. I mean, do you, what like tell me a little bit about your experience playing it and how that has guided you musically. So it's been so much fun playing the game because I'm a huge fan of the genre, right? <laughs> and like when, when I applied for for the position and like was contacting them about it, you know, a big part of it was like, what other a- ARPG games have you played? I'm like, which ARPG games have I not played? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, it's it's basically my favorite genre, I, that or just an action like Zelda type game, which I, of course Zelda is very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. But Diablo, the series, as well as The Witcher, I'm a huge fan of The Witcher. Oh, and yeah. that's, I mean, that's a fantastic ARPG game. Yeah. And um, you know, Skyrim, I don't know how many millions of hours I've logged on Skyrim. And, <laughs> and 
So it was like a really natural fit for me and, mm-hmm. and for me to play it and be like, this is the game I'm working on. I'm working on this game, which is basically a lot <laughs> like the games that I love. And, and it, it, but it's new and it's different. It's got mm-hmm. time travel. It's got all these different characters and uh, it's definitely got its own world. And I'm helping to create this world and like, how to, what can I do to make this world sound more unique? And I feel like with the theme, like that was the first time where the, it was like, this is the vision of the game. Like, this is what we're putting forth to, to the, the fans and we're putting it out there. Whereas before, like we, you know, we had visions and stuff, but it's all been kind of like the Wild West, basically, in terms of, of the different pieces of music that have been, that are being used in the game right now. And like the, the, um, continuity of 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 this the tracks need needs to be improved but the theme was like boom this is this is what we're going for this is what we're doing and then the fan reaction has been really positive with it and there's people on reddit that are like explaining how much they like the new theme and talking about cool. it. hey props to the composer we love this new theme and the, the theme plays right when you log into the game so it's mm-hmm. the very first piece of music you hear as you go on the login screen, then you create your character, you're hearing the theme, and that theme is going to have a ripple effect throughout the game. And we're going to use parts of that theme in all these different locations, but of course, tweak them and make them sound more consistent with each area and with each era of the game. Are you working on the Divine Era right now? Is that what you're kind of parsing through? So we're, we're actually um, really doing more of an overview right now. And okay. we're figuring out like how, what each, each era is going to sound like and, and, and figure out the, um, you know, just the overall vibes of the different area, eras and areas. And then we're going to go through and refine, like throw out cues that, that don't work or, you know, enhance cues that do work. And, uh, write music where, where it's needed. Like since the game is evolving, there's, there's a lot of like little side things that are being added and different characters are, are starting to have different themes. So you meet a character and then their theme plays that kind of thing. And then that theme plays later on when there's a boss battle with that character. Right. (laughs) So how do I, how do I make a melody that sounds good and uh, is not going to get in the way when you're when you meet them at first and it, it fills you with a feeling and then later on it's played in a very intense way as a boss battle cue right with yeah. big percussion or however we decide to approach it but the melody is going to have it has to have have this duality to it where it can work well as an underscore element and just a subtle like theme that plays while you're talking to a character and then hey boom here it is like fully uh, realize as he's kicking your butt and your your character's <laughs> dying and <laughs> and he's destroying you with tentacles or whatever the creature is, is using to destroy you with. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's anything else you want to add about the music before we say goodbye. Sure. I, I, I'd love to talk a little bit about the vocalists that I hired. Oh, yes. The, I wanted to ask you about that because, yeah, because there are vocals in that main theme. But and I think there's one other track that you sent me that has some vocals, too. So, yeah, talk about them. We had decided on the actual main theme, like the melody and everything. Uh, we had sort of a process where I, I wrote different themes and stuff. And then we coalesced on this one that we all really liked. And then I was trying to figure out how to to make it sound different, how to make it sound like Last Epoch, and how to have it for this um, this character select screen where you're creating your character. So I was like, well, a lot of it takes place in the ancient era. So maybe we can have the singer singing in Old Norse. And I feel like Old Norse has like an ancient sound to it. A lot yeah. of the pronunciations are not being used anymore. So the, the or they're used, you hear them a little bit in, in everyday speech, like where, where it's just like this sound is actually used in Old Norse. It's an interesting language where when you speak it, the accent is always on the first syllable, right? Mm-hmm. So every, it gives it like this sort of aggressive feeling almost because it's always like, how are you doing? Ha, da, da, da. You know, everything is in the, every word is always the first syllables accented. So it huh. has like a, a, a strength to it, I feel like. Yeah. And then, so I had to find vocalists to sing on it. Someone was recommended to me. His name is Colm McGinnis. And he is the main part of the male vocals that you hear when the male vocals first come in. And he overdubbed himself many times. And it, so he has almost sounds like a choir in himself, right? Because yeah, yeah. of all of the different uh, variations of him singing it and doubling it on top it gives it this fullness. And then there's Matt Lambert and uh, Mason Lieberman are also singing on top of it as the male vocals. And I've, I've worked with both of them before. They're fantastic. They're also part of the choir or they, when there's shouts, you can hear them individually. Matt Lambert has a more of a higher voice. So when people are yelling, Fjord, Ould, he's like, Fjord, Ould. He always sounds like, <laughs> like uh, you know, this angry Viking that's yelling. Yeah. That's like a smaller angry Viking. And Mason has a really, has a very deep, rich, full voice. And he's singing in there too as well. You can hear them all throughout that the main theme. And the female vocalist is, her name is Fionn Elisa, mm-hmm. and she lives in Northern Wales. Mm-hmm. And she had sung a bunch of Viking stuff for another project. I think it was a pr- production music album. And I, it just sounded perfect for, for this setting, right? And she yeah. has like a kind of like this raw quality to her voice. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound overly trained. It's, uh, I mean, it's perfectly in tune, Yeah, very like emotional sounding voice. And so she sings uh, the introduction to the theme. And uh, of course, here and there throughout the theme, it's the main parts. And then the process of, of getting them to sing in Old Norse is also very interesting. So, you know, how do I write lyrics in Old Norse? Like, yeah. I, what do I do? <laughs> so uh, one thing I did is I looked at these old poems that were written old, in Old Norse. And uh, of course, they're written out with in Old Norse. So how do I pronounce that? Well, lucky for me, there's a YouTube channel by Dr. Jackson Crawford, who is a PhD in ancient languages. Nice. And he... Uh, he makes all these videos where he's wearing a cowboy hat and he's in Colorado and he's talking about how to pronounce these different words in Old Norse. And one of the words, one of the sounds, it looks like an O with a slash through it. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like the word bird, B 
but the word, the word bird as pronounced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So like bird, you know? <laughs> like how does Schwarzenegger pronounce it? Bird. And then there's another sound, which is like, uh, I forget what it looked like. Maybe it had some dots on it or something, but this one was uh, how a Northern New Jersey person would pronounce the word coffee. So it's a wah, qua wah sound. <laughs> It's like, okay, so I'm, and then this other one is it, the way a surfer dude would say the word gluey, gluey, dude, gluey. <laughs> so I'm trying to like pull these different inf- like ways of pronouncing words together yeah. and may have it make sense and have it relate to last epoch, right? Mm-hmm. So that in last epoch, there's the void that starts taking over and these creatures come out of the void. But of course, there's no ancient Norse. Uh, poems about creatures coming out of the void. So <laughs> what do you do? Look up void, creature, you know, and and try to figure out how how the the words would be conjugated so that it would make sense. Mm-hmm. And luckily, uh, one of the guys on the team, like I was mentioning earlier, team is all over the world. So yeah. one of the guys is from Denmark and he's lived in Denmark his whole life. And so whenever I had any kind of question about uh, how to pronounce a certain like word that, or some weird symbol that I've never seen. He was like, oh no, that's pronounced like this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like very similar to this word. And he actually helped come up with some of the lyrics too, because, you know, he's so deeply involved in the game and in the plot yeah. point of it, part of it. Yeah. So he was like, oh, you should use this as the characters and this word. And then mm-hmm. one of the phrases he suggested that would be chanted was ek erik, ek erik. Which, hey, that sounds kind of like Eric, right? Yeah, it <laughs> Eric, it means I am mighty, but it also sounds kind of like I'm saying Eric, you know? <laughs> so that was really fun to sort of to put that in the background as mm-hmm. one of these chants. And then um, I had to have the singers sing it. And, they, you know, they're not experts in Old Norse. So I had to go through and actually sing it myself as a guide track, right? Sure. I'm not a vocalist, right? And uh, when I sing, I unfortunately, my voice sounds a lot like Kermit the Frog <laughs> from the Muppets. And so there's a version <laughs> of it where it sounds like the Muppets are singing its theme <laughs> before it's replaced by a guy from Northern Ireland and a woman from Northern Wales and like these people that are giving it a whole lot of weight and depth and, and anger. And it's like, you have Kermit singing in Old Norse. And then I, you know, I sing, send that version to Rhymer and he was like, oh, well, uh, you know, you're not, this word should be pronounced a little differently. This should do this and that. So I, then I did another version of the, this guide track and then yeah. sent it to them. And they're not all in the room together, right? Because they're all right. recording remotely. So mm-hmm. like, that was actually very important to be able to like have everyone agree on on a sound. Yeah. And then luckily, um, Calm ended up recording first. Uh, and so then his, like he listened to the guide track and then I could send his version to other people and then they all kind of matched his. And uh, I mean, when I was first investigating using Calm, he had recorded a song in Old Norse. So I was like, oh, oh. this guy already kind of knows basically how to how to do an old Norse and it's obviously going to be different words but he kind of already gets it and yeah uh and so his version after the Kermit version became <laughs> like the definitive version <laughs> of of how to sing this this music in old Norse and yeah. the pronunciation and then it was easy for everyone else to sort of like 
jump on top of that. And like, if there was any kind of question and how did some, a word would be pronounced, they could look at that. Mm-hmm. They also wrote it out phonetically on, on in sheet music so they could look at the words even, you know, so I'm yeah. not using the weird A and the E combined or that yeah. with the slash root. It just yeah. looks like English and, you know, how you pronounce it in English. Yeah. But then again, there was also a, a, a funny instance where Fionn was pronouncing it a different way because that's how a p- person from Wales would pronounce those words that were written in English. Oh, Because okay. for the opening, I, I didn't send her a guide track at first. And she did a fantastic job, but the words were pronounced as a person from Wales would pronounce the words written out. And yep. so I was like, okay, but I, you know, I actually meant this, but I can understand that, you know, your Welsh accent would make it sound like this. So I had to go back and record a guide track and then send it to her. And then everything worked out perfectly. She is amazing. I can't recommend her highly enough (laughs) in terms of professionalism and Mm. just artistry. She just sounds amazing. So I'm very happy with her. The track's amazing. And they're turning that into a music video, right? Yeah. So we, I also had all of the vocalists record uh, themselves like video record themselves as well, and uh, it's going to be really fun because a lot of the vocalists are very emotional when they sing. Oh, and, cool! Like, they raise their hands up and they put their hands <laughs> yes. down and with their head down, and and they they really uh, it really enhances the music. And so there's going to be a, like a lot of split screen uh, production of of the music where you see like Sweet. the vocalists singing together and and stuff and. It's interesting. You know, it's it's a whole, this project came together from people all over the world and so, same with the theme, you know, mm-hmm. people in Ireland and Wales and LA and all over the place are all coming together to make it sound great. And it's the best of all worlds, I feel like. I can't wait to see the video, so that'll be good. Yeah. And Kermit the Frog is not going to make an appearance on the video. <laughs> I'd, I would almost pay you cash just to just to get to hear that. I should uh, get the little like a little puppet of it and like just film him doing it. And, you like, should. You really edit should. That into the video. That have would a be Kermity version. Amazing. I love that. I did it when I was in college and many years ago. Someone, a friend of mine, told me that when I run, I look like Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny because I just have really long limbs. And sure. so I think, yeah, so that's funny that you say you sing like Kermit. I love I that. I sing like Kermit. Yeah. We've got the, the <laughs> yeah. uh, body of Kermit. Exactly. I've got the voice of Kermit. Yep. We've got it all together. We've got it. <laughs> <laughs> now we need someone who's green. And then yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks again. Always a, a pleasure to hear new music from you. And um, where that's the other thing, since the game's not out and obviously the soundtrack isn't out yet. So how can people hear the music right now? So right now there's a YouTube playlist cool. and it has, it's just, uh, you know, you just Google it and it'll come up uh, on YouTube and it has them all in, in a pretty good order. We are also uh, posting the tracks on um lastepoch.com so there's all these nice. 
there's there's a bunch of social media posts and then people comment on the tracks and stuff. Hopefully they like it. You never know. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's where uh, when the video is, re- is going to be released, it's going to be on lastepoch.com and also on YouTube. And uh, I think it'll end up being part of the playlist as cool. well. And so, yeah, people can subscribe to the playlist and they'll get notifications when they pop up. They've been doing a nice thing with a lot of the music that uh, is, you're going to feature on the podcast is they make these uh, visualizers where it has colors and themes from the last Epoch game. And you see it sort of, it's like a um, graphic representation of the music, mm-hmm. which looks really cool. I, I feel like it has yeah. like a, a nice moody tone to it. And it's fun to look at something when you listen to music and see like those yeah. little peaks pop up when <laughs> there's big hits or something. It's, it's just yeah. fun. So that's also on the the YouTube playlist. Then eventually we'll have a Spotify one when, when the, the game is released and stuff. And All right. Well, Eric, thanks again. Such a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, thanks for having me on. It's always so much fun to talk to you about games and music for games. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Eric Desiderio and see a playlist at patreon.com slash level. Also, check out the conversation on our YouTube channel. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Yo. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle does our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc. <laughs>